It's Monday. It's February 15th. And the word of the day is quibico, which means a state of exhaustion inspired by acts of senseless violence. Huh. Used in a sentence, we learned from the Trump defense team that all you need to get away with treason is Kabiko and Kabuki. So <laughs> cool. And 43 Nazi sympathizers mm. in the Senate. Right? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're lucky they didn't go for Kumite. I, I don't know, man. In my mind, a congressional kumite ends with Katie Porter telling everybody the limbs they lost belong to her now. <laughs> kumite. Kumite. I'm no illusions. I'm Elon Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is running for governor. We'll learn that Disney Plus has higher ethical standards than the U.S. Senate. And it's going to be more like a trot or maybe a light canter for governor, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow Skeptocrats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen... Any opening statements you'd like to make about maybe due process before we get started? (laughs) Only to point out that I don't appreciate the way that I've been denied the opportunity to make any opening statements about due process. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to make any comments until you all come to my office in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Noah, your your statement there was way too succinct, actually. (laughs) Well, yeah, right. No, exactly. I just we got a show to get to it all. (laughs) Circle back to that. So. In our lead story tonight, the Senate voted 57 to 43 on Saturday that Donald Trump was guilty of inciting a terrorist insurrection against the U.S. government. And that's why he's been acquitted. Yep. Now, obviously, we have a rule that says you need 67 senators to convict. But that rule was written in the good old days of pre-post-truth America. So I feel like it's a little different now. In 2021, you can't get two-thirds of the Senate to agree on a brand of peanut butter for their snack time. So (laughs) seems like we can change it, maybe. Two-thirds to agree that peanut butter exists as a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Are you kidding? If AOC said it? That is accurate. (laughs) Yeah. So here we are. The ringleader of the American neo-Nazi party got acquitted of his crime because the vast majority of the American... Neo-Nazi adjacent party and shared region party, if we're being honest, decided that ringleading violent Nazis is protected by the First Amendment? Hey, real quick, does anyone remember how we got the Nazis out of power the first time? Was it voting? Voting? Did we vote them out? I think it was something voty, maybe? I I, I mean, normally I'd I'd have to edit that kind of shit out because it would incite violence, but we're cool with that these days, apparently, (laughs) so go put your bank manager, everybody. They probably deserve it. (laughs) So just in case anyone missed all those proceedings over the week, here's a quick little breakdown for you. I'll start with the opening remarks from... Trump's attorney, Bruce oh, Castor. Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> what <laughs> impossible the fuck was happening to satirize? <laughs> wow. Okay, so just for context, he's the district attorney who refused to prosecute Bill Cosby. That's the guy. <laughs> That's the guy we're talking about. So Bruce Castor had several important points to make with his opening statement. He started with, Fuck. All right. The other guys had a really good speech. For <laughs> he totally did. Oh, yeah. the, oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, I, I had to scrap my whole thing. Oh. I, he is sweet. pretty guilty, isn't he? Wow. So, yeah. So he just started improvising. Mm-hmm. Early on, he explained what records are. Yeah. 
They're the circly things that shoot music into a needle. That's, he yeah. explained that to us. That was important. He also made sure we all know that, quote, Nebraska is quite a judicial thinking place. <laughs> That's an exact quote. Exact for real. quote, yes. I don't know why. We will not circle back to Nebraska's <laughs> role in not- this. A judicial thinking place. <laughs> <laughs> Nor is that true, but that's what he's fucking said. Not but, the least true thing he said, but it is no. not true. <laughs> no, that was one of the truer things he said. It's a weird use of the, the word truer, but yes. But most importantly, he explained that the Capitol building is a very confusing place. Even after 40 years of being inside, he has 40 years of experience with this building. He often still gets lost in that labyrinth of <laughs> maze-like perpendicular hallways between rooms like a normal fucking building. (laughs) So, you know, lots of the people who seemed like terrorists carrying weapons and Confederate flags, they were were just trying to find the exit and Uh, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Tim Ryan's just watching at home. Man, that guy's really blowing it, huh? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's that's what's so amazing about this is that, like, he literally could have just stood there and go, my client is a naughty, naughty, naughty boy for six (laughs) hours, and it would have been, A, better lawyering, and B, (laughs) made no difference at all in the final outcome. Like, the, the trial was rigged. And still this guy barely pulled it off. Yeah. He 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 got negative seven, really, is his score on the final outcome there. He, yeah. He locked right. himself into the annals of history as being like, I don't go no thinking place. <laughs> <laughs> so Trump's team also raised the issue of, as we mentioned before, due process. And I'm uh, pretty sure they wanted me to play a drinking game with that phrase. We got hours of Trump's lawyers explaining how their client wasn't getting due process as literally part of the legal process of a trial that they were in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The only process he was being denied was having competent lawyers spending time actually Mm -hmm. defending him instead of whining about due process for hours. But more importantly, you don't even get that kind of due process during an impeachment. You don't get that. That's not a thing. The fifth and the 14th Amendments use that phrase, due process, and they're talking about a private citizen being deprived of life, liberty, or property in a normal trial. Nothing about an impeachment trial can deprive those things. Yeah. Nobody has the guaranteed liberty of being president. Yeah. Well, not according to 57 senators, at least. Some of them. No. Some of them. Yeah. So we finally got to the actual body of the arguments after that, and they're pretty simple. The prosecution explained that cultivating Nazi supporters for years, refusing to have a peaceful transition of power heading into the election, pretending you actually won that election, inviting those Nazis to gather in Washington to somehow prevent the certification of the election, giving a speech that day with fighting words like, I don't know, fight, for example, watching a mob of terrorists storm the Capitol minutes later and doing nothing to stop it for hours, that counts as a crime. That's the basic yeah. argument from the prosecution. Mm-hmm. And the defense explained how, no, <laughs> the, that, that was just a random <laughs> list of unrelated stuff I just said. Well, I mean, they got around to no eventually, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, they didn't get right into a succinct no at all. And by the way, the prosecution also presented a whole bunch of video showing the mob of terrorists 
hoping to capture and hang members of Congress along with Mike Pence. That, a lot of that video is fucking terrifying. Yeah, too. Mm. terrifying. Side note, while just about every news channel in the country was airing this, Fox fucking news <laughs> cut away yes. to an episode of their panel show, The Five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when their one token Democrat, Juan Williams, just started yelling at everyone, which is kind of funny. He's like, are we on the fucking air right now? Did we cut away? What is wrong with you people? <laughs> Go back to the trial. See, this is why it sucks work with Noah. Oh, can we just cut away to his election day diatribe again? Like, we'll listen to that three or four times, and then... <laughs> if, no, but my... if you'd like, I can put you on a speaker next time I go to Walmart to yell at the mask holes. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be a whole episode, <laughs> yes. And here's the rest of the argument from the defense team. We can't convict Trump because then we'd have to convict everyone who ever used the word fight. Yep. The, they showed videos of people using the word fight and they explained, you know, uh, we never convicted all those cheerleaders who yelled fight, fight, fight during that football game. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I wouldn't be surprised if some high school football games turned into neo-Nazi riots that killed police officers, well, yeah. but they never showed us that evidence. We Like if that happened, they would need to show us that. And if they did... I think we'd all agree to convict the president of the United States if he was part of that Nazi cheerleading squad that day. It's just a weird president thing to be doing. Or in the words of Jamie Raskin for the prosecution, this was great. He said, quote, this case is much worse than someone who falsely shouts fire in a crowded theater. It's more like a case where the town fire chief who's paid to put out fires sends a mob not to yell fire in a crowded theater, but to actually set the theater on fire. Yeah, right. And in his defense, it's it's like, well, yes, he fired the gun, and yes, that bullet killed somebody, but here are video clips of Democrats also firing guns. That's not a crime somehow. <laughs> <sighs> Juggling bullets. Yep. And again, 43 senators pretended to be convinced by this argument. Yeah. Right. It is a locked into the historical record that 43 lawmakers who and here's the fun part get to continue to be lawmakers thought that was a good argument. And now today they're argument. doing other law stuff. They they lied and pretended it was a good yep. argument. While yeah, they exactly. Voted. Yeah. One of them then immediately gave a speech about how he was clearly lying when he voted minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That was fun from Mitch McConnell. It was nice. He got the he got to eat it too. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Nazi football, you're probably wondering how Ben Roethlisberger became part of the trial. <laughs> well, turns out that Bruce Castor, again, an attorney for the former president of the United States. He isn't only confused by the labyrinthine architecture of public buildings, he also gets easily tripped up by name noises that are vaguely similar. Mm -hmm. And that's how Georgia Secretary of State Ben Roethlisberger got invoked (laughs) by Bruce Castor Mm -hmm. during the impeachment trial. He was trying to say, obviously, Brad, which, you know, has a B in it, just like Ben, and Raffensperger, which... Rhymes with all the other burger stuff, so that's confusing, too. I call to the stand bad Whataburger. <laughs> now, all right, how about House Speaker Nasty Pierogi? Still no, still no. <laughs> Shit. Not sure why the Trump team 
would bring up other big crimes committed by Trump, like <laughs> yeah, the thing right. with Raffensperger. But at least they're idiots. That's yeah. good. Really hoping Bruce Castor gets hired for the election fraud phone call case in Georgia, too. I guess we'll find out. Circle back to that in a minute, actually. So that brings us to the final day of the trial. On Saturday morning, in a surprise twist, the Senate actually voted in favor of hearing more witness testimony. And that led to, never mind, just kidding, new information is like a whole thing. We're not doing that. Apparently, Republicans threatened to gridlock the Senate for the next four years if Democrats didn't agree to have just one witness and then move on, which we already knew the Republicans were going to do anyway, regardless of this. That, that's not how threats work. <laughs> but apparently we took the deal. We had to compromise evidence during a trial for inciting terrorism so that it might be less of a pain in the ass later to do unrelated Senate stuff. Even though the GOP is obviously lying again. Well, right. They, yes. yeah. They're still going to drag their feet and fucking go limp about Senate confirmations and all that stuff if they feel like it. Right. So if you have a Democratic senator, whoever your senator is, every time the Republicans do that, you now need to call your senator and be like, hey, 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 was it worth not hearing witnesses in the impeachment? Did Mitch McConnell end up keeping his super duper pinky promise? Because that's what I'm going to call Corey and ask Corey every time. Every time, Corey. I want to know every time. <laughs> well, no, I feel like the, we should at least mention that, that subpoenaing witnesses, which is what they would have had to do to get any new information in here, would have delayed the trial probably for months, uh, given all the court wrangling that said witnesses would do, because they're mostly Republicans, right? Because we want to know about the McCarthy phone call and shit. So, and, and, and look, as much as I hate to admit it, we do live in a country full of people who will shift political allegiances if one party starts feeling like a rerun. So it's yeah. like there are multiple <sighs> reasons to make this decision. I don't like that they made it, but it's not like you can find a lot of non-corrupt reasons to lay them there. Yeah, oh, they had I to consider it. that they it would have been boring to have more information. Well, exactly, right. Yes, yes exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah, and th there was another silver lining to that moment, I guess. During the argument about new witnesses, Trump's attorney, Michael Vanderveen, insisted that any new depositions can't be done over Zoom like the Democrats were recommending. <laughs> he said, quote, these depositions should be done in person in my office in Philadelphia. <laughs> At which point the entire hearing laughed in his face. So that was fun. And all of Philadelphia explained how to say the name of the city where he and they all live. Right. I, by the way, best part. He followed that laugh with, why are you laughing at me? I didn't laugh at any of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, dude, none of us said we were from Kinky Natty either. He <laughs> so. turned into that stand-up comedian who just gets mad at the crowd and walks off in a huff. <laughs> yeah. So from there, all that was left was the closing remarks. The clear highlight came from Democratic Congressman Joe Neguse of Colorado. He did amazing work and honestly should have been running the show for the whole trial, in my opinion. Jamie Raskin had some good moments. Um, <laughs> name dropping. My good friend Dar Williams was weird. That was from Raskin, but he, he was solid. But Nagoose is an all star. Nagoose started by pointing out that we literally had so much process <laughs> to respond to that bullshit about due process. Yeah, far more than was due, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Trump had a team of lawyers arguing his case. <laughs> and then Nagoose is like, I, I guess we'll say vigorously arguing to be diplomatic. And, and he points out that Trump was invited to testify and refused. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, he's like, okay, 
Well, what the fuck could the Founding Fathers be talking about with impeachment if not inciting terrorists to carry out a violent insurrection at the Capitol. Yeah, what to, else could that be? Right, to overturn an election you lost. You know, <laughs> not for nothing, but shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue would have been so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, like, I guess it kind of depends on who it was, but like at most it leads to 20% as many deaths, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. Uh... That's accurate. That's math. Yep. And then we got the closing remarks for the defense, which were boo nerd. Uh, Trump's not president anymore, so crime doesn't count was a big argument yep. there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Throughout and in the closing. Uh, Lord Vanderveen of Philadelphia just spent half an hour whining about the Democrats didn't send their evidence until after lunch on Tuesday this week. After lunch! Who sends stuff after lunch? Now, to be clear, the evidence was videos of terrorism that happened on January 6th. Mm-hmm. If, if that was a surprise, you're a fucking idiot. Yep. Speaking of which, pro tip, when your lawyer's an idiot, maybe don't make him try to say words like incendiary and malevolent. <laughs> because then we get to hear incendiary malevolent. I wrote these. Why did I write malevolent? Damn it. Moving on. It was ridiculous. But... They saved the most disgusting part for last. Vanderveen, as the big closer, decided to bring up Black Lives Matter. He pointed out that Trump called the National Guard for BLM protests in Washington earlier in 2020. So apparently Trump is aware of doing that. Not great for your case. Mm-hmm. And and then Vanderveen suggested that neo-Nazi terrorists were just copying Black Lives Matter. He ended on, we learned it by watching you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I remember when the Black Lives Matter protesters stormed the Capitol building and lit a fire on the (laughs) Senate floor only to be escorted down the stairs by Capitol Police on their way out. Right, yeah, no, right before they were given permission to travel to Mexico before their trials. Exactly. (laughs) It's a a work trip. It's for bonding. (sighs) Yeah, so bottom line, Trump is out of the White House, but he's... 100% still allowed to run for president again. And even if that never happens, we still have a Republican Party. And 86% of their senators sided with a domestic terrorist. And Trump is still at large, just like Kyle Rittenhouse. Fucking great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, enjoy that segue, sponsor. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break <laughs> for a word from our sponsor, Keeps. And then the pet pig goes, I'm not the one who squealed here. I don't understand. How can the pig talk? I know. Never mind. Hey, guys. You ready to record? Dude, what is on your chest? That's awful. You you look like you fell face down on a raccoon. Ah, you guys are admiring my new chest hair merkin. Your merkin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever since I started thinning a little bit up top, I've been looking for something to draw the eyes of the ladies, if you know what I mean. So, boom, merkin. Okay, first of all, you're married. And second of all, that's repulsive. But why don't you just try Keeps? Okay, hurtful. And two, what's Keeps? Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. They offer convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Plus, they're low cost. Treatments start at just $10 a month, and Keeps offers generic versions. Wow, that is affordable. 
but prevention is key. Treatments can take up to four to six months to see results, so act fast. I will. How do I sign up? If you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash skeptocrat to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash skeptocrat to get your first month free. keeps.com slash skeptocrat. All right, guys, I'm in. Now, uh, let's get this thing off of you. No, wait. You glue that on you? Very much so, yes. And we're back. Next up in headline in Vaccine, we told you to vote for Joe Biden news. This week, the United States finalized the deal for 200 million more doses of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, meaning there will be enough doses to vaccinate every single American, even the ones who can't or don't need the vaccine, by the end of July. And the 100 million doses that were expected by the end of June will be here by the end of May because competent adults are in charge. And this is what happens when competent adults are in charge. So different. Okay. Let's let's just call it um a hundred million and forty three. I found out a way to find. I <laughs> yeah. found forty three more. Mm-hmm. Additionally, the rate of vaccination increases by the day, and at this point, Biden is expected to beat his goal of a hundred million vaccinations by. Uh, he's you got this. Yeah, so he's going to do one hundred fifty million. He said he was going to do a hundred. It's divided. It's it's one point five divided by. One, dude, yep. dude, don't you're going to confuse him. One point five percent nailed it. So close. Well, was he? I, I mean, he said a number. We're, weren't we looking for a date there? Yes, yes, we were. That's close. <laughs> so pharmacies across the nation received their first doses of allotment, which means more availability, more appointments, and more outreach. And look, I say this not just because you deserve good news after Heath's first headline. We all deserve good news after Heath's first headline. But look. We spent four years telling you that you should have voted for Hillary Clinton. And you did vote for Joe Biden. So you deserve to know that that mattered, right? A huge part of the misinformation from the right over the next four years is going to be aimed at asking you, what has Joe Biden done for you lately? So executive orders and $1.9 trillion of COVID relief aside, this, this is what Joe Biden has done for you lately. And in Ben Roethlisberger news tonight, (laughs) Uh, just because the impeachment failed to convict doesn't mean that Trump is off the hook. After all, as Trump's own stupid fucking lawyer said during his impeachment defense, if he commits crimes after he leaves office, quote, you go and arrest him, end quote. (laughs) Cool. And that, or at least. The, the rich white guy equivalent of that might be the next step now that Trump's obviously felonious phone call to Georgia Secretary of State, who isn't named Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> is under investigation. OK, but the call happened on January 2nd. I thought I thought January was base. Yeah, January <laughs> base? That's true. Didn't That's the that? official policy of our Senate. January is base. It's January's base corner of the shed. We said that. Right. They called yeah, it. Apparently. Remember that, yeah. Joe. Uh, but but actually, the Senate isn't running this one, luckily. Instead, we learned on Wednesday that Fulton County District Attorney Fannie T. Willis has opened a criminal probe into the phone call, and it's on tape, and he commits textbook felonies on it multiple times. So I feel like their investigation is maybe going to turn something up. <laughs> I found something, if you guys yeah, need help. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Call us. Uh, now, that being said, though, every article I've read about this said the investigation is unlikely to result in charges. Still, those reporters don't know what all Willis's office is going to find. 
Right. I mean, like she's already made it clear that they're looking into all of his efforts to undermine the election in Georgia. And there's nothing about Trump's history to suggest the brazen stupidity of this phone call was a one off. Yeah, actually, I was watching this movie by Mike Lindell, and I'm pretty sure there was an airplane of votes inside a computer that flew in from Germany straight to Georgia. That might have been Trump, actually. Why would it not result in charges? He did the crimes in the phone call that we all heard. Are we not doing laws this year? If we're not doing laws this year, I'm going to stop moving my car on Monday nights for street parking. I would like to stop moving the car. My registration is January. This I'm allowed. You have to. You have to let me do this. (laughs) All right. So now this is by no means the limit of his potential criminal exposure. Uh, We know, for example, that the fundraising of his 2017 inaugural committee is still under investigation by the Southern District of New York, as well as the attorneys general for D.C. and Jersey. And while it's anybody's guess just how far reaching this scandal is, we do know that his wife and junior are already involved in it. And at least one donor has already pleaded guilty in conjunction with that investigation. Yeah, I think we're all rooting for plenty of due process. Oh, yeah. I want so much. (laughs) And rooting for Letitia James. I love Letitia James so much. Well, so, but, and of course, on top of that, we still have all the individual one shit that Michael Cohen went to jail for. Unfortunately, we learned from the AP last week that Trump isn't going to be charged over the hush money payments he directed Cohen to make, which is mad fucked up since Cohen's in jail for doing it. <laughs> Um, but Cohen spilled a lot more beans than just those ones, right? Like uh, his revelations about Trump's exaggeration of his assets uh, have led Letitia James to initiate a civil probe as well of the Trump organization's finances. And while that investigation has been ongoing for quite a while, we learned from the New York Times that it intensified in December. Is is Donald Trump magic? Can everyone else see him? I feel like maybe <laughs> maybe I imagined him because I had a psychotic break during a twitter fight in 2015 and that explains why nobody else can see him or convict him of any crimes he does i almost feel like letting you live in that world for a while so nice like yeah but so nice no spin a top see what happens (laughs) no so but yeah but like all that being said i honestly don't think any of this is gonna amount to anything at all Right. He's got a pending defamation suit that he'll probably settle. But despite the fact that his criminal conduct is currently under investigation by something like one out of every 10 state attorneys general in a fucking country, I don't think he'll ever face any criminal charges for anything, let alone any kind of conviction. I am mostly cataloging it all now just so that we can marvel at how many different systems of accountability are going to have to fucking fail to bring about that result. Why are we bothering doing good stuff? Why do we do vulgarity for charity if this is the national policy? Can we switch sides? I, the other side is winning by so much. I would like to be a bad guy now, please. please yeah, now. so speaking of needing better help, we've got a quick word from our second sponsor this week, BetterHelp. Hey, podcast listener. As someone who has a mental illness, today I want to talk to you about bad therapists. That's right. Bad therapists. They happen. Like the therapist who told me I needed to stop talking to my mother altogether. Or the therapist who told you to stop all your meds so you could, quote, think clearly. Yes, that also happened. Maybe you've had a bad therapist and you've been nervous about getting help since then. Well, that's why there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. But importantly, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. No awkward therapist breakups. That's right. 
And BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. That's BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Skeptocrat listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. BetterHelp. The help you need, better than the way you've been doing it. Okay, he really told you to stop taking your meds? That's real? He sure did, Heath. He sure did. And we're back. Next up in headlines, in Clandalorian news. Fantastic. <laughs> A bigot had consequences. Eli? What are the guys talking about? It's the latest, the greatest, bigot freak out. <laughs> Excellent. All right. You heard it. Bigots are freaking out because free speech means you're allowed to talk and this part they didn't realize they're angry about it and everyone else is allowed to talk about your talking. Oh, fuck. It goes both ways. It does. And sometimes the thing they say when they talk about your talking is, I'm an executive for Disney Plus and you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I'm talking about the newest former cast member of The Mandalorian, Gina Carano. In a very elegant market solution, (laughs) Carano got fired last week after being hot garbage on Twitter for most of her adult life and making a whole bunch of Disney fans reconsider their buying behavior. Uh, Yeah, Disney, do you have any non-bigot Star Wars? Oh, you do. You do. All right this way. All right. Yeah. Look, we're we're still talking about the franchise where every other alien is a racial stereotype and they lived in a galaxy without black people until the script called for somebody to sell out Han and Leia. But but yeah, Gina Carano was too much of a bigot for that universe. Relative to the Disney Corporation started by Walt Disney. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're going to do that little like thing they do at the beginning of Song of the South for Gina Carano. Product of her time. So here's the backstory for anyone who doesn't follow the amazing political and artistic careers of alt-right MMA fighters. After a few years as a professional fighter, Carano became an actor and also decided to parlay her expertise in punching and kicking into the field of political commentary. Hmm. That includes anti-mask propaganda, spreading lies about Trump winning re-election, whining about trans pronouns, and, of course, hating Jewish people. And most recently, she described being a conservative in Hollywood as just like the Holocaust. (laughs) Samesies. This made Disney lose some fans and some money. So Disney decided to get some of that back by firing Carano. And here's the best part of the fucking story. She immediately got hired by Ben Shapiro to make a movie. She'll she'll be working with the same studio that produced the upcoming god-awful movie selection, Run, Hide, Fight, about how the victims of school shootings just need more guns. (laughs) She's going to punch her way out of cancel culture in that movie. You'll see. (laughs) Well, if you're talking to Heath and me, yeah, because that's our fucking job. If you're talking to the audience, they won't see. No. (laughs) Because she'll never be in any mainstream anything ever again because fuck her. Because fuck her face. Yep. This is fun. So if we zoom out from, you know, exacerbating a pandemic and siding with terrorists who tried to overthrow American democracy and hating trans people and being a Nazi who accuses their enemies of being Nazis, if we zoom out from from all that little stuff and look at the big Mm -hmm. picture, it's all about social justice spiraling out of control. Out of control, yeah. (laughs) But don't worry. 
if you're a victim of social justice, oh, there's a new support group to help you in this very difficult time for you and your family. It's called Counterweight. Yeah! <laughs> and according to their website, quote, we help individuals resist the imposition of critical social justice on their day-to-day lives. We offer a refuge for casualties of the culture wars, end quote. Just to be clear, that's real. Anti-social justice goobers created a help, help, they're telling me not to be racist in the workplace hotline. And it is the funniest website of all time. (laughs) I think about it every day. I was looking for an aggregated place to find all James Lindsay's essays, and I found it now. I found it. There it is. (laughs) It's like if alcohol got together and started a rival support group for alcoholics who didn't see what the big fucking deal was. (laughs) Right. It's exactly like that. That is what it is. That's what they fucking really, really did. And then the cover image is them sloppy junk throwing up into their own pants. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, bottom line, here's the big takeaway. Ben Shapiro's wife told him that a wet vagina is a disease. (laughs) And now he has a hotline to call when he's feeling Mm -hmm. triggered about that. So does Gina Carano when she's triggered about whatever the fuck. So if you're experiencing the injustice of social justice Mm -hmm. and definitely not if you're just fucking with them to waste their time don't do that but if you're serious about it go to (laughs) counterweightsupport.com and get connected with their expert team well don't worry if you are fucking with them their whole point is that you're allowed to do whatever you want without consequences (laughs) i'm sure they'll be (laughs) super cool with whatever they can just call themselves at that point if you're fucking with them right right, exactly also also laws don't count anymore yeah (laughs) and in what is dead may never die news Bad news for Arkansas, but great news for us. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is running for governor. And in the words of everyone who's ever watched her sit in a chair, she is crushing it. (laughs) Yes, in spite of announcing her candidacy just two weeks ago, the competition is already dropping like flies. With Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin exiting the race after telling CNN last week that he would defeat Sanders on Substance. Hmm. Interesting. She's yeah. Pretty substantive. I don't know what either of them would mean by substance, but <laughs> she's a, she's okay. a fucking dwarf star, dude. But go for it. So the only serious opponent Sanders has yet to beat is current Attorney General Leslie Rutledge. However, the strong and early support that Sanders has received from innocent ex-president Donald Trump <laughs> has boosted her early in the polling. Well, either way, we're obviously very excited here at the Skeptocrat. So I think it's time to check in with that microphone that we disguised as one single truthful statement in Sanders' office (laughs) to see how the planning is going. Uh, uh, Miss Sanders? There he is. My man. My man. Yeah. You get it? You get it like Denzel. My man. Yes. No, I get it. My man. I get it, Miss Sanders. Yes. He's black. Uh, Yes, he is. He's an African-American. So what can I do for you, Thai people have sideways vaginas? What you up to? Oh, okay. That's not... How the wordplay thing. I'm sure I'll get it eventually. I don't think that you will. So I I just I wanted to thank you for hiring me again. You you can't believe how hard it is to get a job out there right now. Yeah. Woof. I bet. Did you really get turned down by Wendy's? I did. Multiple Wendy's. One of them told me they'd let me kill myself in their bathroom, though. 
Oh, that, that's nice of him. It was, cool. actually. Cool. Any bees. let's talk about competition. What can you tell me about Leslie Rutledge? Any big weaknesses I can exploit? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. So uh, she called smartphones the devil. Uh, maybe something to work with there. Uh, she was also against casino gambling. A lot of Republicans don't like that. Sorry. Right? No, no, no. Tie, 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 tie. I meant physical weaknesses. Got to be ready for the big day. Uh, that's why I got this, by the way. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is that? This is a pike, Tyler. It's a pike. Miss Sanders, did, did somebody tell you that this election is a trial by combat? No. Okay, because it's not. I know it's not. I know. Oh, okay, then why did you get a pike for the big deck? It, it's my, it's, it's a lucky pike. It's your lucky pike? Yes, yes it is. It's my lucky pike. Oh, you, okay, you know what? If anybody's going to have a lucky pike, it's going to be you, so why not? Okay. Nice! Going to stab her in the Achilles with it. Sarah? Metaphorically. Okay. Fight, fight, fight. And finally tonight. In Martian invasion news, if you're a Mars nerd, you're in the middle of the greatest goddamn nine-day period in the history of you. All right? <laughs> That's right. Because between last Tuesday and this Thursday, not one, not two, not three, but two and a half Mars missions will arrive <laughs> at the Red Planet, and they even have the decency to show up in order of awesomeness. Really? Uh, get it they were waiting till after january just in case you know someone said take us to your leader it's smart yeah. it's smart. <laughs> <I> never... <laughs> That's good point all right so we'll start with the uae's orbiter uh hope and I'm, I'm not being fair calling this a half mission the other it's the chinese mission that's only half of their mission uh there will be some new science that's being done with this thing but for the price they're paying they're not getting much for it uh the the mission is clearly more about the uae etching their name into that elite list of we can make shit spin around mars countries uh, so they joined the u.s the artist formerly known as the soviet union europe which is when it comes to spacefaring is apparently a country uh, and India. Uh, that makes them the fifth nation to achieve that scientific honor, even though the whole thing was built in the University of Colorado with assistance from UC Berkeley and Arizona State. Yeah, it's like every single white guy rock star. Like, we all know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Oil money, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> now, had the UAE craft shown up a day later, that would have made them the sixth name on that list as China's Tianwen-1 dropped into orbit on Wednesday. Uh, Tianwen is apparently Chinese for questions from heaven, comes from a very cool poem, uh, but it's actually a couple of missions that culminate in a Chinese rover due to arrive in May. Uh, now, if successful, this will actually be the first non-U.S. rover ever to scoot around the Martian surface, and China will be just the third nation to achieve a soft landing on the Martian surface at all. Uh, Europe managed to crash into it before technically that's a landing, so you have to specify <laughs> soft landing. No, it's fine, Europe. I get it. Metric and Imperial are tricky. It's not rocket science, okay. guys. <laughs> We're the ones that did that, actually. Okay, so um, while the Chinese rover is pretty modest compared to ones that we've put up there, the Chinese Space Agency at least has the balls to say that their primary objective is to search for evidence of current and past life. Instead of some nerdy shit about characterizing surface radiation, Just NASA. be honest. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Gonna give the History Channel a whole summer's worth of programming, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> Damn sure are. Um, of course, not to be outdone, 
NASA's got a monster of a rover due to crash the party on Thursday. You know what? I don't want to use the word crash. Due to land gently on the surface. <laughs> uh, that's Perseverance. It is a 2,200-pound behemoth, and it looks like fucking Master Chief should be climbing into the back of it. Uh, but the fact that it could probably just roll over that little Chinese rover without downshifting is nowhere near the coolest <laughs> thing about this mission. Guys, yeah, no. Sorry we crushed the uh, Tianwen, but you got to admit that the Tianwen Square situation was pretty funny. Like it was, come on, that's, it was just that's standing just right there, and it didn't work classic. on us because we're Americans. Wordplay. Um, <laughs> no, but check this out. Perseverance, the new rover, has a tails to its sonic. Ingenuity, the very first space drone. Space that's drone. Right. Awesome. Yes, they are sending a little fucking helicopter to Mars for what they hope will be the first powered flight on any non-Earth planet, which makes Ingenuity, objectively speaking, the single coolest object that has ever existed. (laughs) And you know somebody's going to yell, get to the chopper at some point, and then somebody else is going to be like, dude, that wasn't from Total Recall, you fucking idiot, that's the wrong... It's just an Arnold line. I don't want to poo-poo your thing, Noah, but I'm still going to go with Mitch McConnell's coffin as the world's coolest object. But Space Copter does sound neat. I will give you Space well, so Copter The coolest object so far. So far. Yeah, we, that's fair. We, I, they may not have built one for him yet. I built um, it. Now, all that being said, I don't want to count my chickens just yet. Um, out of the 72 historical Mars missions, exactly 36 of them have been successful, and NASA's <laughs> landing this particular rover like they're trying to fucking kill a roadrunner with it. I don't know if you guys <laughs> have seen the video, but it seems like there's a better way. Um, so there's still a solid chance that the picture we get from the UAE's probe is going to be the coolest thing that comes from this. But still, I'm doing a whole story about all the different spaceships that are showing up at Mars right now, which is the most satisfyingly 2021-ish thing that I've been able to do so far this year. Wow, we ended on a positive note. Look that, like, us. never happened. Yeah, especially when I'm closing the fucking stories, yeah. <laughs> Good right? stuff. All right, on that weirdly positive note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions, thanks to Eli Bosnick, and thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming... Please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like obedience to the law is demanded as a right, not asked as a favor. Crash fool, Tom. Dapper Dawkins' daddy deals deconverters dosh. Jennifer, Trevor, Christian, Bryson, Mary, Tyler, Gremlin6, Ryan C., Joshua, Jordan of the Wisdom Teeth. What's up, Jordan? Lisa, Tim, Corey, Sabrina, Carrie, Jeffrey, with a G, Ashton, Ryan P, Camel Pope, R2 Death 2, in Oakland, we pronounce it Vice President Harris, Jonathan, Tim the Enchanter, Emmy, Justin, Richie, Kat, Morn, Kelly B, Jim, Kitty, Tolkien Geek, Port Montiferto, I'm a pedantic prick, but in a sexy way, Kelly L, Melisande, the Reverend Lloyd with special guests James, Tom, and Alex, Sir Arcane, Thomas, and Kathy, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas could easily cure that disease for Ben Shapiro's wife. Or give her that disease. I, I don't know that song, Heath. I don't understand. What's, what we song? Should, we should there? make that song. We should really. <laughs> 
and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people. If you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Punch your bank manager. <laughs> no rules! Murder! <laughs>
That'd be good for fucking. I mean, this, I mean to swing. I mean to jump through. I'm the not... swing, an adult size one. <laughs> Stop packing my clothes. <laughs> You'll see. Everyone's gonna buy one of these. <laughs> no, I'm picturing like hitchhiking away to the sad Hulk music. <laughs> 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 Still in the jumper room. Yeah, the the narrator comes on. Well, he would chase his dream, and eventually, the fuck swing would be the fifteenth best selling item at on Amazon. <laughs> Thomas Midgley went on to become a poison <laughs> of millions of people. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright twenty twenty one. All rights reserved.